Welcome to Side Quest Completed, a podcast of uh, indie game hobby development, starring, uh, I guess, hosted by your own JC and Calvin Iron Froggy. Yep. Never know which one to go by online, so I always say both. I couldn't think of a more appropriate season in which to be talking about burnout here on Side Quest Completed, the hobbyist game podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've been. That's a topic I'm excited to talk about because it's something that I fought with for, I don't know, I could probably count decades at this point, which makes me a little sad. Yeah. No, I very much empathize with that. I've definitely had, I'm sure, two very distinct episodes of that and probably lots of smaller episodes all through the years. I guess before we jump right into the topic of the day, uh, let's go uh, introductions, proper introductions, I guess. I'm uh, JC, co-host here, uh, full-time software developer, uh, hobbyist game developer, working on Anthrotari. Hopefully going to be finishing up a novel I've been working on for way too long to get the actual post-production wrapped up, and maybe even printed, gasp, and trying very hard to not burn myself out. And my illustrious co-host is... I am Calvin, or Iron Froggy. I'm a web developer turned software tester, but all these game dev hobbyists, it's always on the side. Yay! It's more like it, kind of. Yep. Much like mac and cheese at a restaurant. Or the green beans. Tried and true and reliable. Yeah. There's a whole metaphor there we could maybe expand upon in the future. I guess we'll start off with uh, catching up, what we've been working on this week. Uh, all right, Calvin, do you want to go first? Sure. So I... Uh... I packed I, I away a little more at my two mini games, um, just kind of fleshing them out a bit. So, like, um, working on some physics routines and wrappers for Unity's physics system because my engine Ooh. is kind of like a, a Lewis scripting wrapper around Unity. So, I was working on some of the different physics variants that I need to support side by side. Um, I did not work on some of the stuff that I intended to. I did not do any of that concept art I was supposed to do. Gasp. Uh, so I really need to buckle down uh, this week and next and sort of catch up on that stuff. So I'm all running right. out of other things to do. Yeah, we've all been in that boat. As for me, it was today marks my last day at my old job of, I think, um, over a year and a half now. Me longer than that. Uh, it's been a good run. Uh, it's been a tiring run. Uh, apropos to today's topic, I'm sure I would have burned out if I had stuck at this job too much longer. I mean, I was already seeing other people working on weekends and evenings, and that was not, that's just not sustainable. I cannot see myself doing that. We'll see how I do with the new job, though. Hopefully, I'll be a little more manageable, at least better paced. Uh, what did I work on this week? Uh, wrapping the, the old job, making sure I was available to uh, provide any missing information, any answers I needed, any troubleshooting, or otherwise make sure it's a smooth departure. All right. Uh, Project-wise, didn't really do anything in that space. I did expressly stop working on my Rust project. Had a good run with that, learned a lot, and kind of call it quits. It's supposed to be a month-long project in the first place. Extended it to uh, closer to six weeks, and so that was long enough. Definitely time to switch gears back to Anthrotari. 
spend some time preparing for that. Yep. Um, so, uh, are you doing something with that four to six week project? Uh, just walking away? Or are you going to put it out somewhere? Or I definitely want to revisit uh, in the future. It. Yeah. I'm going to archive it. Put up in, I have it up on GitHub, but so it's private repo for now. I definitely want to revisit it, especially after I've learned more about REST and other stuff. I'll probably rewrite it. Uh, yeah, I probably would rewrite it from scratch because it's not that far along. I know, given what I now know about Rust, it'll probably prove the code significantly. But definitely want to wrap up other stuff first before taking anything else on. I'll still leave it at the back of the head there, percolating for a while, so we can't get a better game for it. Yeah, so definitely an open loop just to leave sort of cycling in the background. Fermenting. Yeah. If we want to talk about what we've been uh, playing or reading and such this last week, I guess I can start. Um, occasional diversion into Overwatch. Been enjoying that. Looking forward to Baptiste when he comes out tomorrow. Yay. New support character. I uh, know. Sorry. Calvin, you missed out just in time. Probably for the best. Because it sounds like you were burning out on Overwatch. Um, almost the opposite. Like it's not that I was burning out in Overwatch, but that it was sucking up so much of my time for being able to play anything else. So yeah. I, I could have kept playing it, and that's kind of the problem. Is I, I wanted to balance that better. Yeah, uh, very sensible. Yeah. Besides that, I've been uh, reading some manga. Is it being some more of cells at work? Interesting novel, not novel, uh, manga about the human body with uh, actual human characters representing different cells and other parts of the body. Been reading more of Dragon Half. That's a classic one from, I think, the late 80s, early 90s, actually, recently reprinted. And anything else? I picked up the Sense of Sky to the Universe book uh, from the guys behind guys and gals behind my, one of my favorite podcasts, Sense of Sky to the Universe. And very much looking forward to reading that. A very interesting book. I haven't started reading it yet, but I believe it's called Willpower Doesn't Work. I'll have to check the show notes for the exact title and author name, but that may well be very topical for what we're talking about today. Hmm. Yep. And yeah, that's just, the, the idea of a topical read for our topic today is nice because it means we might be able to come back and revisit it with that. Yep. So, uh,. So yeah, like I said uh, last time, I actually uninstalled Overwatch to sort of force myself to do anything else. Um, I started playing a bit of uh, Enter the Gungeon, and I'm working my way towards the end of my uh, old game save. Well, not that old, but my current game save on Horizon Zero Dawn, which I really enjoyed um, and just kind of fell to the wayside whenever I got too into Overwatch this mm. uh, winter. So... Enjoying uh, wrapping up that game and uh, having something new to do and um, kind of starting this initiative that I've had in the back of my head for a while, which is to kind of just troll through the dollar games on Steam and just play a bunch of random tiny games while tossing a couple dollars towards indie developers. Uh, so I bought like five games I'm going to play some evening this week. Nice. Yeah, that kind of should be a fun podcast episode down the road is reviewing very, like, dollar bin 
on Steam or other platforms. Yeah, I, actually, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but I've kind of had this, the, the way the idea was in my head is this might actually be uh, um, like a, uh, a thing on its own. And, mm. and I was still talking about it, but like that, I was kind of thinking like, as a way of testing out what goes into making a, one of those gamer YouTube channels, this would be like a really strict and simple format for just sort of running it through its paces for a few months. Yeah, good idea. Cool. I just want to move on to topic of the day. Burnout. Out, 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 out. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Not like the that racing game, Burnout Paradise. Just plain burnout, like when you hit the actually hit the median and just go that kind of burnout. All right. So I guess one the first one I knew make sure we're talking about the same thing. And I had identified burnout. I think I have to look at clinical definitions, but I know some common symptoms are listlessness, lack of energy, lack of interest in uh, your old uh, things you used to enjoy doing. Disinterest in starting new work. That's a lot of overlap with depression. Sometimes direct overlap. In this case, usually being one big differentiator being causation and treatment and recovery. The the overlap is interesting and sometimes confusing because looking back, I don't always know when is burnout and when is depression or sometimes how much of a difference there is. Um, and I, I haven't thought a lot about how it may mask a depression, yeah, which is a disconcerting thing to think about because uh, it's a widely discussed topic in programming circles, and if it's that wide, that can mean it could be widely masking other issues. Indeed, it definitely has for me at different times. Yeah, this is like well, something like depression can have clinical causes, like neurochemical issues. Burnout, as we're talking about, you can link directly to life circumstance and especially work or labor of other kinds, especially cognitive labor, just burning out your mental resources and leaving without the wherewithal or faculties for basically being all completely there. Yeah, and it's... uh... It's really frustrating when you get so much enjoyment out of this normally, and yeah. it's like a huge thing to miss out on, and to know that you're missing out on because you know what it's like to really be, well, you know, if I have a better term, passionate about about programming and coding and games or whatever it is that you're developing and whatever it is you're burnt out on. Um, yeah, because like that can be a, become a part of you, the excitement you get when building things, and then to lose that to burn out. Um, you're missing something big. Yeah, it's almost like being huge into, let's say, cycling and then breaking a leg. Only it's a leg in your brain. And suddenly you can't work out the way you used to before. Can't get the kind of endorphin high or achievement high you could have before. And if you're not careful, it can lead very much into a really serious negative loop where because you're no longer enjoying what you found enjoyment in, it's much harder to have enjoyment you can very easily fall into very bad traps of looking to other places for enjoyment, stimulation, excitement, or even just sheer satisfaction that you just can't get because you're burned out regardless of what you're doing. It's one of those things where you really do just have to sometimes wait it out 
and rest it out. Same way, like, if you break a leg, you really have to give it time to heal. So, question for you, does burnout come from, or does burnout come in terms of being burnout from programming in general or specifically for work or specifically for hobby? So, like, can you get burnout on just game development or just the work or, you know, some combination? I think for me, it's never been the particular work nearly so much as expectations around the work because I've long, I've never really pushed myself super, super hard. Never tried to do 60 hour weeks. Never try to do hard hour weeks, try to get to bed usually a reasonable time, especially in the last several years. Wouldn't never push more than like 40 if I could help it, but there's enough external pressure around that that can really burn through my resources, mental resources very, very quickly. So if I'm like, one reason I left this current job, sorry, was because I could see the inevitable pressure coming to overwork at a job for the sake of overworking, but not just the expectation I would be putting in extra hours, but those hours would not be very effective because the reason we had, we're doing, other people were doing so much overwork at my last job was because of navigational issues, managerial, uh, organizational issues, communication issues that made everyone, regardless of the effort they put in, poorly coordinated and not nearly as efficient as it could be. And that was just very exhausting to see, just to see coming, never mind to deal with firsthand. It's, uh, it's a little deceptive in that you can... And I think that's a pretty common path to be burnout, not from doing so much, but you can actually get burnout from the lack of doing. Yeah. Because you're just like revved up and just waiting, hoping to do something like an idling engine and eventually just run out of gasoline and burn out through all your oil and whatnot and ruin the engine. You're saying killing it on the metaphors here for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I had, because I, I had kind of a, a different experience with the burnout in the last job where I think I had the same sort of hitting that burnout, but I did it three years before I left. Mm. And it took me a really long time to realize I was burnout because I really liked the place and the people and the job itself. Uh, so it kind of masked those issues and that expect, the, that feeling. Took me a long time to realize that that was what was going on. Oof. Because yeah. I guess if you wrap your personal self into being a developer and all the trappings that come with that, then it can be really hard to piece apart how you really feel about it day to day. You know, like the the work itself, I was not fulfilling and not going anywhere, and I definitely had been burnt out. But because I wrapped it up in a personal identity and the people I was with so much and those things seemed to be going well it was really hard to see oh I can imagine it, it sounds like you identified it a lot sooner and I eh, kind of wish I had done that better oh yeah that's kind of thing. It's something I only learned with experience from burning out from unavoidable times and places and other such stuff so it's a it's a painful lesson but a lesson nonetheless and the one reason I've been able to avoid it so far is that because I've had a very clear history, uh, several employers so far over the years, I don't have the kind of attachment to a particular workplace that a lot of the people, more career, like focus folks, 
might because I don't know when I might. I've gotten let go enough times or jump ship enough times in places that were failing that sort of has reservation, like once bitten twice I thing about getting overly attached. I'm hoping that changes with the next job because it seems like they're really invested in their employees in a way I don't see other places, especially in terms of like personal development and giving them explicit breaks and whatnot. But I can see that being a sustainable place to build the career at. Yeah, I, I think that maybe a reason that I had a, a the difference in background for how that work went, I didn't get a burnout for a, a burnout problem for a long time because um, I threw almost my entire career first as a freelancer and then taking a full time position with one of my freelance clients. So without a, a hard change, but that whole time I was still working on a myriad of different projects because mm, yeah. freelancing and working with an agency is that there's always new projects coming in. So I was able to always be mixing it up, trying new things, working on totally new projects and with new people. And so I think that really helped to avoid that burnout. It, it taught me how much that variety helps me. Um, and there were times when I had longer stretches of things or where I would balance one project that went on for a long time while also balance, you know, having some time allocated to smaller projects that would get cycled in and out. So you really have to mix it up and that's definitely good. I think maybe I could learn to take a longer project for a longer time and also not burn out, but I guess that helped me to avoid it. And so I didn't have the experience with, with that because I was able to avoid it for so long. Yep. Oh, that's very good. So I get a message interrupting me. I was supposed to have my now old manager drop by to pick up some of the older work equipment right about now. But we'll schedule that. Hopefully, I hope he doesn't burn out. He's got a lot on his plate right now. Yeah, but you were saying to review, it's like the variety is such a huge thing. Just having some different things to do, mixing things up, changing up the domain a bit, dealing with uh, new faces. Just generally keeping things fresh is a, there's a lot to avoid burnout. Well, to use yet another metaphor, I'll try to frame these in. It's like working at different muscle groups. Um, each time you exercise, it gives your other muscles a chance to rest and grow and adapt while making you work on muscles that are ready and ready to go and haven't been touched in a while. The ones that are most eager to get a workout. I know one reason why that's the reason I left my first full-time job was because the work could become very rote and I needed anything more stimulating than my current job. Yeah. And I, I even fit on top of the variety of work, which was definitely full of variety. I would then go home and work on even more side projects on top of that. Ooh, yeah. uh, but that variety also needed energy fed into it which necessitates not being burnt out. So there's a kind of a cyclic nature to it or not cyclic, but recursive nature. Cause you, you yeah. need to have that energy that being burnt out takes away in order to pour yourself into a variety of work that can keep you from burning out. Right. Also means that when you do, it's really hard to get back out of that loop because those personal side projects are one of the things that would help me out of small burnouts. But once I hit a really big one, I just, have not been able to get back into that kind of habit again. Yeah. So too, it's just like getting older as well and having more demands on your personal time and whatnot. I know my, 
No, I will be young forever. <laughs> yes. All right. It's like an anime character. Yeah. But I know, like, I have more, quote unquote, demands on my time now that I have a, a committed relationship. And that is a great thing to have, but also does take energy and time and resources that I would previously allocate, if anything, over allocate to side projects in the absence of a committed relationship. And so, much as I don't want to, to uh, tone down what I'm doing project wise, it will be necessary to accommodate changes in life circumstance to avoid burning out. So the reason I haven't done more with Anthotari was just making space for the rest of life. And though I'm very lucky to be able to do that, having the kind of income and supposedly steady income to accommodate that. But might as well use it since I have it. Yeah, those life changes uh, impact the kind of normal cycle of work habits and side project habits that make it harder to keep up. And maybe part of it is by by interrupting that uh, pattern of time that lets me work on those side projects that often fed into my energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's part of why burn also happens because it's not just that I burn out and couldn't work on the side projects, but that I didn't have time to work on the side projects and they weren't able to feed my excitement for things. Because uh, the beginning of my career, I did have a, that was like the beginning of my, my family being started and my kid was born, which was like that's 13 years ago. That's whenever I yeah. started my career. But the truth is babies and toddlers sleep a lot. So I actually had more time at the beginning of his life than I did later. <laughs> people, people often talk about babies being really like a time consuming thing. The fact is they just sleep all the time. So like I used to work with him like sleeping on my desk so I could watch him while I was working and Aww. like, you know, no problem. And whenever he gets a little bit older, he falls asleep at seven o'clock. So yeah. there was a ton of time in the night when I'm in my early twenties and it's seven o'clock. I still got seven more hours to go before I got to sleep. So yeah, plenty of time to work and experiment with side projects and everything else. Yeah. But you think seven more hours at 7 p.m.? I mean, so like if, I'm not gonna work, if I'm not going to work late. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, at 2 a.m. is, like, not a good time to be getting to bed if you have anything like normal hour, average hours. Yeah. yeah well, I like, and I, I didn't then. I could just – I did whatever I wanted whenever I wanted because I was working for myself and working around that toddler schedule, basically. Yeah. Like, speaking of sleeping and sleeping a lot, one really essential thing to both avoiding burnout and to – recovering from it is sleep. I was just listening to, I think it was episode nine or 10 of the hurry slowly podcast talking about sleep studies, the importance of sleep and how easy it is to mess up our sleep schedules. It's so much about the modern day, modern world that messes with our sleep schedules and sleep is so important to recovery that if you're not getting enough of it, it's really going to mess you up and can very quickly lead to burnout. And if you actually are already in the stage of burnout, it's particularly important that you get enough rest and quality rest of that. Really can't emphasize that enough. I know that was something I did a lot of back when I was last thing with burnout was just resting enough, getting a proper night's sleep and not having enough on my plate, any of the things to keep me up late. 
I am really bad at that. We all are. I, I've never. So I, I turned thirty-five last week. I've not adjusted Whoa. to being thirty-five or to being in my thirties. I I still keep trying to do the stay up until two a.m. and three a.m. working on something thing. Like not all the time, but I still feel like I can do that. Maybe I can't. And I don't do good at getting a more consistent uh, sleeping pattern or figuring out how to both have a consistent sleeping pattern and a time to get that work done. Like, I, you know, trying to figure out where else in my day do I fit that extra time is a little troublesome. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that studies show this, and a lot of personal anecdotes show it as well, is that getting really good sleep means you'll get a lot more done in the time you do spend. So whenever I sleep could double the efficacy, productivity of your one hour you spend being online and doing game work than you would have spent trying to do two hours and losing that sleep time. So you might see like getting an extra two, three, four hours of productivity out of just getting your full eight hours of sleep versus staying up an extra hour or two. The thing I need to figure out is how to convince myself that if I do that, that not only will that time be productive, but it will be productive on the thing I would have been doing if I stayed up, you know? Um, Especially when I'm typically, it's the before and after my son goes to bed. It's like the the big time I schedule around. And so if I was planning on working a little bit on my game after he goes to bed, and instead I'm going to go to bed, that I need to figure out how do I convince myself that I will take that time out of the day to work on it when he's still up, when we could be doing something together, you know, stuff like that. So, because then it adds the extra equation of trying to balance that family time and, you know, the real life time, uh, which if I can do while family's sleeping, then it's basically free. It's yeah. not free anymore if I have to also sleep. Yeah, that's the trick is, is if it comes to the expense of sleep, it's no longer free. And could in fact end up being really expensive. Yeah. So actually, uh, we have another topic. I could one more bookend part to that was personal routines. And I can feed right into uh, avoiding burnout and sleep as part of avoiding burnout. I know one thing I'm going to, I, try, I fiddle with occasionally, and I try and do tonight at times, is avoid my phone at least an hour or two before bed. Because there's almost certainly nothing happening at 11 o'clock on a given night or 10 o'clock on a given night that requires an immediate response avoiding social media in particular because that tends to just rile us up especially with Facebook and Twitter by design um, avoiding really blue light in general so monitors TV whatnot especially the more longer the time you have between uh, your bedtime and when you turn off screens the better and turn off those lights in your house may help a lot. All stuff. Avoid eating a few hours before bed. Um, make sure your bed is a sanctum for sleep. Your bedroom is a sanctum for sleep. So make sure you avoid working in there. Doing anything that would get you like excited or like anonymously aroused, otherwise just engaged. So that when it comes time to sleep, your body's expecting sleep in the bedroom. That can help. As bad as I do at a lot of these, one thing yeah. I have done lately is I've been doing much better of not taking my laptop to bed. Yeah. 
I've always had a bad habit of, okay, it's 1 a.m., it's time to get to bed, so I take my laptop and I stay up and write or read for like another two hours. And I have yeah. stopped doing that. And even when I do take it with me, I usually just sit it down beside the bed just in case. Because uh, there are times whenever I remember an email or I remember just something I need to do or I just can't sleep. But instead, I've actually been getting better at falling asleep, not getting on it, or just not taking it at all. And I'm keeping it more of a rule of not, not doing it. And it's definitely a change and has been good, um, which is nice because I was actually originally going to say, well, I'm bad at all of those things. So <laughs> I'm happy to think of at least one way I'm doing actually okay in, in that regard. Nice, yeah. So it's always important to celebrate the successes. That's the brains are, is, yeah. The, the problem is you, you mentioned like the lack of the screen time and the lack of the you know they don't eat before bed and you know keep your, let yourself get ready for sleep. I love watching Netflix with a plate of fries and the, getting tired. That's like my ideal way to end a day. <laughs> it's just so relaxing. I had to break it to you, Calvin. But you're probably going to have to cut out the Netflix if you want to get more game dev done. Ugh. I say that to myself and to the audience as much as I say it to you. I say to someone with a very long Netflix queue. But what you can do, one thing I find relaxing is uh, to find something to read. The drier, the better. It was actually back when I was in college, there was this one book on editing that I did not enjoy reading. But it put me to sleep really fast. Because I was so ready to be done with reading the book. It was that dry. Uh, one thing I like to read is uh, I can feel like I'm being productive. Fool myself into thinking I'm being productive on the game project by reading a book on programming or something else for that last hour before bed. So that way I'm both quote unquote getting something done game wise and also getting myself more sleep ready. Hmm. I like the idea of lying to yourself. Yeah. The I'm thing is, it's not, yeah, the thing is, it's not really lying. It's just reframing. It's like there was a month where metaprogramming for Ruby, the book, was my nighttime reading. And that book, reading that book turned um, turned into me writing Ruby I, a visual novel framework in Ruby that definitely helped me get jobs and align as portfolio material. This self produced metaprogramming heavy personal Ruby project born out of my nighttime put myself to sleep programming book reading. Yeah, but the, the one thing I do want to change about my nighttime routine is to use it for my currently embarrassingly low amount of reading to be fixed because um, my reading queue just grows and grows far faster than that Netflix queue does. Oh yeah. And um yeah, like both both productive type reads and just uh, you know fiction and entertainment reads. I, I need time to catch up on that, and that's the time. I it's one of the reasons I've been not taking my laptop is I I often attend like instead I should be taking a book or my Kindle or something get some reading done. And uh, I've not done great at transitioning what I focus on. I'm glad to have gotten the laptop out of the equation, but I haven't yeah. really done the thing of replacing it with reading instead. Um, you thought about getting a Kindle? Do you already have a Kindle? Or other e-reader? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I just keep getting a bad habit of like remembering, because I don't really use it much during the day, and so I yeah. 
I need to remember to actually like grab it out of my bag just for going to bed, which is the problem because I don't yeah. read. I don't have time to read during the day, so it's not like my phone where it's just always in my pocket or beside me. Um, that's that. I, that's why I need to build that routine. Maybe yeah. I should just, if I'm not using it during the day, maybe I should just keep it beside the bed and yeah. keep it as a, that's where it stays because that's where I use it thing. I was going to say that is actually what I already do and works very well. I probably just, I don't hardly ever read it when I'm on the go anymore, which is its own issue. But also, I'm rarely commuting anymore. But I just keep my Kindle right there on my nightstand next to all my other nighttime stuff. It makes it super easy to just do that instead. Yeah, I, you know what? I, think, I think I will do that. As a matter of fact, the, I use the uh, the Kindle Fire tablet, and those things are ridiculously $40 now. I know. So that's why I, I buy could, six packs. Yeah, I, was, I could buy one just to keep just to keep by the bed, and another one for my bag, yeah. and then a few more to give away. It's ridiculous that you can buy five packs of tablets as a side note. Like, that, yeah. it's insane. I've done that. Which, what happened actually, in the world? No, it's, it's great. Uh, I actually got a six pack or a five pack, I forget the size of the five tablets, and it made it super easy to demo Anthrotari at conventions. Ah. I just load up the because RenPy exports to Android, so I can load it up just fine, test build, and just lay them out there on the uh, table, on the convention table. And even if in you know, a likely event somebody were to walk off with one, which hasn't happened yet, but it could, I'm out 40 bucks. Versus my laptop disappearing. Yeah, you know, I, I can might I might just buy one of those five packs. I can keep one at the office, one at my desk, one beside the bed, one at the living in the living room, put one in every room of the house. Yeah, scary. Now, if you were to do that, I do recommend getting some the yellow shades, the kind that they use on best uh, tennis courts and such that block blue light, and so you don't have that full brightness, full white light monitor there in your eyes. That definitely helps make that reading time more sleep-inducing. There's a blue light filter built into the Kindle Fire now. Oh, nice. So it actually nice. it is even hooked up to the clock. So it's just like if you have it open after sunset, it automatically soaks um, that blue light. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of things on nightstands, this is going to be the first night when I leave my phone in my office deliberately charging there instead of in my bedroom so it's not there at all Ooh. yeah i know right Can, it's the fact that it's such a like, nerve inducing <laughs> thought yeah i know, means, I know. Yeah, it means you're bringing anxiety inducing piece of hardware into your bedroom right by your head when you try to sleep and that's yeah, pretty much uh, says everything about how, where it should be no, okay, outdoors and else <laughs> If you were going to cut off my hand, that would be anxiety-inducing. That doesn't mean my hand is the source of the anxiety. Yeah. I understand that's probably a worrying analogy to come, pop into my head first. But yeah. Well, the thing is, the phone. what I mean. But, phone, uh, your hand also doesn't have a bunch of vibrations and noises and disconcerting notifications from your boss or whatnot popping in. I mean, not yet, but I'm sure somebody's working on it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's called a watch. I mean, a so this, this conversation has come up in in my house a, a couple of times. My wife has mentioned the idea of let's not let's not do the the, the phones by the bed. And my my son's got a phone, and we're thinking about trying to get him to keep it away from from his room. And 
part of what would make that work is if we say, and we're going to do the same thing. Yes, yeah, so follow examples. Yeah, kids follows kids follow examples far better than instruction. Yeah, but I want him to be better than me. I don't want to have to do the same stuff I teach him. Well, welcome, well, thing. welcome to parenting. <laughs> I say yeah. as if I have any kids of my own. <laughs> Nope. My brother has a cat. Does that count? No. no I, I know it probably wouldn't even be as bad as I think. Like, yeah. In the same way that I have gotten better about not taking my laptop to bed, I've also gotten better at not looking at my phone at bed, and I do, but mm-hmm. not as much as I used to. Because um, I'm pretty sure that when I have my laptop open in bed for a while, I then spend more time on my phone after for some reason. So yeah. less laptop somehow is equated to less phone, so maybe I'm kind of primed for leaving the phone behind, too. Exactly. It's like it's one of those things where you'll wonder, why did I ever set myself to that in the first place? How do you wake up without a phone, though? you got to buy one of those alarm clocks oh. that's just an alarm clock. Yeah, like I've had for years. <laughs> but really, what I have is a... Uh, let me talk in front of the mic. What I have is a sunrise alarm clock with the gradually... Increases in brightness like a sunrise, and only after it's got all the way bright is actually start doing the gradual rise of the noise for the actual alarm. And I found that very useful, especially when I've had smaller apartments without sun-facing windows. So I've been looking at exactly the opposite. There is this alarm clock I would love to have that has wheels, Ooh. and when it goes off, it runs away making its loud, annoying alarm sound, and you have to chase it immediately to get it to stop annoying you. That sounds like a great way for your partner to want to kill you. This is like the same noisy alarm. That's (laughs) called motivation. (laughs) I think it's called, yeah, emphasis on the motive. (laughs) Okay, so... The idea being that it's really easy to turn off an alarm clock and go back to sleep, and so there's a whole class of alarm clocks that are intended... To make sure that you can't do that. Oh yeah. There's, okay. Um, there's a lot of a lot of options, and they're all real fun, but they're all real annoying. Yeah. Well, speaking of alarms, I've actually got to go attend to something else time sensitive. So in this case, picking up the laundry and the dryer, sitting there waiting for me. And so I guess let's um, wrap up with a quick review. That's about identifying burnout, navigating burnout our personal routines, and how we're adjusting them to do things like avoid burnout and be more effective in a way that keeps us from approaching burnout in the first place, especially sleep routines. I guess now we can close out with our aspirations for next week. Uh, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, yeah, so I realizing that I have all this extra work to sort of pack in before my week off, I'm not going to set them too high and i'm going to be spending a lot more time on my computer working so i think i'm going to get that art done i'm going to do the time boxing you suggested last week yes um and sit down once a night to just draw for like i guess i'll start with a half hour see how that goes i'd like to do an hour but i'll see how it goes and i'm just going to keep doing that until next week that's going to be my main focus until my vacation starts uh which segues into what are you going to do with the whole week off holy crap what am i going to do well, I'm going to make an appointment I've got coming. I'm going to, I might actually take myself into a hotel just to get away from everything else. We'll see if that happens or not. Either way, I'm going to aspire to write 2,000 words of Anthrotari. Let's see. Four times this next 
week. So much like NaNoWriMo, I pace myself. I'll have my daily aspirations and go from there. Because while I don't feel it all ready to resume on Anthrotari, the only thing that's going to make it actually get finished is actually writing. Nothing makes you a writer besides actually writing. Yeah, so that's time. my aspiration. Yep. Just like hit those word goals. And then I can call myself done. Run to other things like reading books I've been neglecting. And do it again tomorrow. I, I like that neither of our game development goals for the week have anything to do with programming. Yeah. I guess mine kind of does, since it's like writing visual novel code. Well, you're phrasing it with like word counts. You're, you're, you're thinking of those, the, the narration and the, the, the words more than the structure. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. It's still game content. Yeah. It is not programming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing how that time goes. Hopefully uh, when we talk next, I'll have a good idea what I want to spend uh, my week off doing. Yeah. I look forward to seeing the app that comes out. All right. So fingers crossed. Good luck. Good luck. And good night. Have a good one.